There are some words that you need to stop saying because they are harming you. Three words I'm going to share in today's episode, which you need to stop saying or else you start to see problems. You start to feel overwhelmed and you start to get exhaustion as a mother. Welcome to the Wellbeing for Mothers show. I am your host, Dr. Dini. I am a mom empowerment coach, a family doctor, and the best-selling author of the book, Every Mom is a Supermom. Today is another beautiful day where we're going to share our knowledge, the realities of motherhood, the beauties of motherhood, the ways by which we can uplift our well-being as mothers of mind, body, soul, and spirit, so that not only are we well in ourselves, but we're extending the well-being to our family, our friends, and all the people we come across. Today's discussion is all about those words. There are certain words that you say. There are certain words that are having an impact, a negative impact on our well-being. It might not seem like anything now, but over time, it starts to take a toll. Remember, when you have drip, drop, drip, drop on a stone, there will be wearing tearing and attrition caused by that little drop repeatedly applied to that piece of the stone. So thinking about that, what are those words that you always say? They might be little words. What are those words that you're saying that you might think, oh, it's nothing. And perhaps they are causing attrition of your mental well-being, your emotional well-being, your spiritual well-being, or your physical well-being. We're going to cover three today, and I'd like you to find out, perhaps, do you use those words? Or perhaps you know someone who does, or maybe yours is a different version of those words. So it's going to be fun today, so go grab your favorite drink and join me in today's episode of Well-Being for Mother's Show as we go on into this amazing discussion. The first word I'd like to bring is one very popular one. You need to get rid of forever. Yes, forever. And that word is just. (laughs) That word just is a word that many moms use. Whether you're a working mom or you're a stay-at-home mom, you are a mother. Motherhood is a beautiful job. Motherhood is a full-time job. Motherhood is an honorable job. I hear many people saying, oh, I'm just a stay-at-home mom, or I'm just a mom, or I'm just... And then you follow that with whatever you're trying to say. Perhaps, oh, I'm just a cleaner, or I'm just a... No. When you start to use that word just, you are minimizing yourself. You're minimizing what you're sharing. So when you hear people say things like, I'm just a mother, are you trying to say motherhood is a very small thing? I'm just a stay-at-home mom. Oh, my goodness. I doff my hats to all the stay-at-home mothers. That's a full-time job. You don't get paid. No sabbaticals, no breaks, no vacation time. Seriously, 
that is a full-time job. For those who, like me, are working mothers, perhaps you're doing other things and then, of course, you have the children in school or perhaps they have childcare or you have someone taking care of them. That's a lot easier than the stay-at-home moms. And so I, I really doff my heart to you. I've been there at the time I was a stay-at-home mom. It was fun, but of course it had its own toll as well. So I've seen both sides and um, I really respect everyone who goes through this and is able to still be present, still be here to hear what I'm saying. And so let's remove that word just. Just is not doing you any justice. Just is not adding value to your life. It's taking away from your credibility. It's taking away from the efforts. It's taking away from your abilities. It's taking away from who you are meant to be. So please, mothers, you are not just anybody. You are awesome. You are worthy. You are an amazing mom. You are a super mom. Because it's not about what you do. It's about who you are. So that's the first word. Get rid of just for good. Okay? So you might need to slow down for those who know that perhaps they use just a bit, much frequently than other times. Fine. Slow down. When you see that I am, before you say just, put your lips together. A mom. Okay? So you kind of skip that just. <laughs> okay? So that's one way we could do it. The second word is trying. Hmm. I'm sure you probably thought, ah, trying, how's that bad word? Now, I'm not calling these things bad words. They have their uses somewhere else, but not when you're communicating about yourself. I am trying to lose weight. I am trying to be a better mom. I am trying to, really? <laughs> so when you use the word trying, you are putting yourself in a place of disempowerment. You're almost, without saying the word, you're saying, I'm trying, I don't think I'm getting there yet. I'm trying, but I'm not getting those results yet. Don't try, do, be, don't try. If perhaps you are supposed, you are a secretary, but you're not great at typing. Um, and perhaps you feel, okay, I am not going to say I'm great at something when I'm not. I totally understand. I'm not telling you to do that. But I am trying to type or I'm trying to write shorthand. That's assuming people still write shorthand these days. Now, of course, you would definitely get from what I'm saying that I'm definitely not the secretary. So um, I'm just going off what I know in terms of what my mom used to do when she was a secretary, which I never really saw much of, but of course she told me the stories. So assuming that you probably don't know how to um, type as fast, say I'm trying to type faster. You can change that. You can amend that rather than trying. 
you can use the word yet, okay? Because what you're trying to do, I use that word trying, what you are trying to do is to type fast, right? Okay. Rather than using that trying in your sentence, which means as though, oh, I'm trying, but I don't know. Mm, you can use, oh, I am typing not as fast yet. I am typing. That gives you power. That means I'm, I, I type. This is what I do. You are doing. You are talking about what you are doing, not what you are trying to do, what you are attempting to do. No, I am doing, but maybe at not the level I want yet. So you see that level of empowerment. So whoever sees you or hears you and is saying, oh, but you don't know how to do this. I said, yes, but I'm, I'm not there yet. So I'm getting there. I'm not there yet. So when you use the word trying, it has this connotation to it. And you can actually think, oh, it kind of sounds like, uh, you know, when someone says you're going through a trying time, that is almost what comes to my mind when I hear the word trying. Oh, it's a trying time. It's an arduous task. It is a difficult thing. Really? How can you make it such that you are empowered? I am your mom empowerment coach, and it's my duty to ensure that you are not using your words to disempower yourself. You are not allowing others to use their words to disempower you. So go ahead and look at your phrases, the words you use, trying, switch it. Sometimes you might need to just drop it all together. Get rid of it completely. Or you might just say, okay, maybe I need to swap it. Okay, good. Swap it. Swap it out and swap yet in. Yet says you're aspiring to something. Okay. So that's the second word. <laughs> the third word. Hmm. This particular it's phrase, I would say, is... Um, one that we use quite a lot and it has put us into so much trouble. That's why I left it to the last. <sighs> I have used that so many times. It's the phrase, no problem. No problem. Oh my goodness. No problem. <laughs> now you wonder why that's a negative. That is not a word to use or that's not a phrase to use. I'll tell you. When someone tells you, oh, I need to do something. I need some help with this. And while they are saying it, maybe they don't even ask you directly. They're just mentioning, oh, I have so much to do and I need some help. Oh, if only someone can help me. And then you say, no problem. I can't. What have you done? You've just taken that person's issue and landed it into your own plates. It becomes your issue. Many times, we as mothers, we have taken responsibilities that don't belong to us. I'll give you an example. There was a day I got a phone call from my children's school telling me that uh, my son had forgotten something and he did not have it with him. Okay, <laughs> that was my response. Okay, 
And they said they were wondering if perhaps there was a way to get it across to him. I said, well, do you need it at the end of school when I'm picking up? Oh, they said, no, we need it at noon. I said, oh, I do not see the possibility of having that transferred to him by noon when you require it. And I said, oh, okay, um, all right, I, I guess we'll figure out something. I said, oh, thank you very much. You see, I didn't always used to be like that. Here I was in the middle of my working day. That day, actually, I was in clinic. But when you, you know, as mothers, when you see your phone, either a missed call or your phone is ringing and you're able to hear it, you see the school of your children. <laughs> what is the first response? Oh, my goodness, are they okay? So you definitely pick that up. And then, of course, the description followed. That discussion, that conversation that happened was not how I was before. Let me tell you how my usual reaction would have been. The phone call comes in, and perhaps there are some moms who can resonate with this one. Phone call comes in. I pick up the call. Hello. Oh, is that the mother of, um, and they tell my like, child's name. I said, yes. And they say, oh, um, he's forgotten his, his uh, sports shoe, or she's forgotten her reading book or something like that. And I'll say, oh, oh my goodness. Oh, oh sorry about that. <laughs> I start to apologize as though it was me that forgot it. Okay. And then I go, they, they say, well, I, would, I mean, would you be able to bring it or would, we, would you be able to get it um, across to school? Sometimes they just say it across to school. They don't tell you to bring it. They'll say, oh, would you be able to get it across to school? No problem. No problem. That word has put me into trouble many times. No problem. I am miles away. I am in the middle of something. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I start to panic. Then the overwhelm comes. Then the stress comes. Then I'm not calm anymore. I'm thinking of how I'm going to run from one pillar to the post. Because the plan was I drop the children off at school. I pick them up later, right? But then I need to stop what I'm doing, get myself home, pick up whatever it is they might have forgotten, or perhaps it's something they were supposed to have bought and they never told me about. And then somehow uh, I go, oh, I didn't know about that. Okay, no problem. I'll get it. I then go to the shops, buy the thing, get to the school, drop it off. And because I've disrupted my day, there's no point going anywhere when school is going to end in the next couple of hours. So I end up doing something else that's different from what my schedule was supposed to be. So you can see how that can upturn your day and cause a little bit of chaos in your own system, making it difficult for you to have increased productivity, putting extra stress on your emotional and mental well-being and physical as well. So that was me. No problem. I'll do it. No problem. I've got this. Hmm. I started to let go of no problem. I started to ask and say other things. Another thing would be someone saying, oh, this is the best. This is the best. Mothers, you remember how you've got uh, a meeting, perhaps uh, parents, uh, teachers association meeting. And they'll say, so we would need some cakes. 
and we will need some volunteers to do um, one thing or the other. And um, they say, oh, well, Dumi, would you be able to get this sorted for us? And of course, with a smile on the face. And then you go, no problem. And you know it's going to be difficult. You know it's almost going to be very impossible for you to squeeze that into your schedule. If you squeeze it in, something important has to drop off. Now, the problem is, what important thing do you want to throw away while you pick this thing that is not as important in your own sphere of um, tasks to do? So you say, no problem. One thing you can say in that kind of scenario is, oh, let me, let me get back to you on that. You see, sometimes mothers, especially, we have this very special gift of being caring and wanting to make everybody happy and care for everyone. And so we feel that no is a problem. No. Don't say no problem. You can stop at no. Is it, would you be able to? No. No is a complete sentence. You don't even need to give a reason. It's not convenient. It's not convenient. Nobody has your schedule. You are the one that owns your schedule. You know whether something's convenient or not, whether it's doable or not. And so for that reason, think about yourself. Can you do it? Don't put yourself in a position where you can't. Now, I know, I know there are people that are like how I used to be. People pleasers. Oh, I've got it. Been there, done that, got the plaque. People pleasers. It's not a bad thing, but it's more harmful to you than anybody else. So as a recovering people pleaser, I found it very difficult to say no. So when I go no, it follows with problem, no problem. So I saw that as it, the way things went. So I decided to just break that up a little bit and give something else that is different. So with that, I started to use things like, let me get back to you on that. Let me check my schedule. Let me think about it. You see, these are gracious ways of you putting yourself first, putting your needs first, because your well-being is so important. If you were not there, someone else would do it. If at all, no one does it, that thing will not be done, but will they miss it? Would anybody die because that thing was not there? No, they'll find a way. You see, we have a very Interesting way of thinking that if we don't do something, no one else will. And if it doesn't happen, people would suffer, the world will crumble, and we start having mom guilt. I have felt that mom guilt. And while I was trying to train myself to be more aware of what I needed in my own well-being, I started to discover that oh, I needed to take more time for me. I needed to spend more time um, protecting my energy and my space and understanding that my well-being came first because if I did not put my oxygen mask first, 
There's no way I could put the oxygen mask of my patients, my clients, my children, my family, my loved ones. There's no way. So my oxygen mask needs to be put on first before I put on the mask on anybody else. And so for that reason, I bring to you mothers, these three words we need to stop saying. Just, trying, no problem. If you have enjoyed this or it resonated with you, I would like you to hit the subscribe button. I would like you to share this with a friend. Share this with someone you never know. There's probably someone who needs to hear this. Share it with them. And please leave us a review. We'd like to know what your main takeaway was. We'd like to know how we can improve this because we would like to serve you. Mothers are doing a great job and I honor you because of what you are doing and because of who you are most importantly. So please do not forget, click the link below. I will put the URL. It's www.drduni.com. That is the official URL for you to get in touch with me. And you can, of course, reach out to me on social media platforms. And by getting on there, you'll be able to see all the other things I bring together for you. And if you're interested in getting the show notes and other details and that are shared in this um, broadcast, please go ahead, get into the URL, and you'll be directed from the show straight on to what you require. Please go ahead subscribe and i look forward to serving you until next time where we have this opportunity to connect i ask that you stay well i am dr duny a mom empowerment coach a family doctor and the best-selling author of the book every mom is a super mom.